Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Mount Rushmore shows and stupid poll questions, you've chosen the wrong sports radio show. Expect more. Live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Who's most likely to pull an upset today in the NFL? That's today's poll question. Go to the... Yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that stuff. We're going to have conversation with you. We're going to engage. We're going to entertain, hopefully. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time. Rocket can. Appreciate you being a part of the Jockey Kid Show. we got final hour of the show. Anthony, one thing I'm finding out, when you don't have to do shows Monday through Friday right now that I don't, unless I'm filling in on the network or doing something, man, like four hours flies on Sunday. It just flies by. Well, there's so much to, to talk work. about. Yeah, got to get back to work. I got to get back to work at some point. Our toll-free line open for you if you want to engage in conversation. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. It's sponsored by Geico. And if you want to know what's really scary, thinking about how much you could have been saving on car insurance if you had made the switch to Geico. Especially for you parents that have a teenage driver, I'm telling you, let Geico have a chance to win your business. It'll keep you up at night. Make the switch. <laughs> Switch to Geico and save. If Olivia drives like that, she is never getting behind the wheel of my Audi. There will be none of that. She can drive her mother's. She's not getting behind the wheel of mine (laughs) anyway. I don't want any of that. Just drive you crazy. Appreciate you being a part of the show uh, as we uh, roll along here in the final hour. And I'm going to take you to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where I was this week. Brett Hudson, the Alabama beat writer for the Tuscaloosa News, will join us coming up around 20 minutes past the hour. Uh, I was there this week on the campus. It was a beautiful campus. My gosh, really gorgeous. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. Uh, As we get started this hour, though, we've got yesterday we had the disappointment for you Houston Astros fans. You're just going to have to bang your trash cans in disgust as the Astros go down in flames. And they managed to not deliver on their promise. And they looked like they had some promise. They really did. It looked like they had some promise. They didn't deliver on it. And so the Astros are done and the Tampa Bay Rays go to the World Series. And the story is not about the Astros. And I'm sorry I didn't do this earlier. But I hate it when one team wins and one team loses and the first thing I talk about on the rundown or during the course of a show is the team that lost. Because it's unfair to the team that won. And make no mistake about it. The Tampa Bay Rays won. They won. 
They now had to outlast the Houston Astros, but they won. And you'll find members of the media that'll do, well, the ratings are going to be terrible for this uh, World Series. It's just going to be awful because nobody wants to watch the Rays. Yeah, who wants to watch a young, exciting team that didn't go out and buy their entire roster? You're right. Who wants to watch that? Here's the bottom line. The the Astros being out, the Yankees being out, in the long run is good for baseball. Let me explain. As we talked about last hour with Seth Everett, mark it on your calendars right now. If you don't believe me, mark it on your calendars. Set a little reminder right now because I'm going to be right. December 1st, 2021. It may happen earlier. But December 1st, 2021, there will be no active Major League Baseball going on, any of their activities, because the owners are finally going to do, and it's going to drive fans crazy. Oh, Kincaid's being pro-management. In this case, I will. Major League Baseball is going to hit Armageddon. December 1st, 2021, there will be no active baseball. I'm not talking about games being played. I'm talking about the business of baseball. It will be shut down. And Major League Baseball will be at a crossroads. Because it is my belief, write it down, put it in your calendar for a recurring comment. It's December 1st, 2021. So we're 14 months away from it. A little less than 14 months. On that date, The major league owners are going to draw a line in the sand and they are going to wait out the players association until they get a salary cap. That's coming. I'm convinced. I believe it. And I know they can outlast the players association. I know that in a chess match, they can outlast them because there's going to come a time where too many millions of dollars are wasting away. And the major league owners are going to determine what's best for our sport is to operate like everybody else. Operate like everybody else. Have a salary cap. Have a a, a dignified structure that allows everybody to compete. Because in baseball, it appears only the Tampa Bay Rays have figured out how to do that with the big money franchises. Even the Braves are like a top 12 Franchise, they're certainly not in the top spenders. But you've got to be able to spend. The disparity's huge. Unless you're the Rays. So congratulations to the American League champion, Rays, And look forward to the National League Championship Game 7. We'll talk more about it coming up between the Dodgers and the Braves. Those were trash cans banging, by the way. I figured as much. I thought it was Stomp. Was that Stomp that you were, that you actually got the audio from? I think it was a clip from Stomp with them banging on trash cans. By the way, worst date ever. What if if I was to put my five worst dates of all time in my life? Yeah. Well, what's number one? One of them, top five, was seeing stomp. And though I wanted someone to stomp my head in with the top of a trash can, which somehow someone came up with an idea and thought this is really really good. Uh, this is really really good entertainment. Uh, it was the woman that I was with. 
She was. What'd she do to you? She played with her hair and chewed on the end of her hair. <laughs> like she constantly played with her hair, like ran her fingers through her hair, which immediately was giving me the skeevies. Because I'm like, do you want to go out with this girl? Sure. She's hot. Love to go out with her. And she had tickets to Stomp. So let's go see Stomp. So we're going to go to dinner and go see Stomp. We went to dinner and she played with her hair the whole time we're eating dinner. She had a fork in her hand and had the other hand like touching her hair. I was like, stop. Not stomp. Stop. Stop touching your hair. Stop it. And then we're watching stomp. And she's. Then she starts to put the ends of her hair into her mouth. It was awful. It was like a nightmare. Eric in Colorado is here for my nightmare. Eric joins us on the John Kincaid Show. How are you, Eric? Save me from this. Hey, John, how are you? Doing all right, buddy. What's going on? I'm surprised you didn't cough up a hairball. Oh, it was Uh, terrible. I'm watching her like like nibble on the end of her hair. It was freaked out. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, terrible. So uh, what's going on? So uh, I I had a couple things. Um, The... uh, the affiliate that I listen, well, I used to listen to you to uh, in my town is a 1300 sports. Okay. And they would, uh, halfway through the show, they cut off into this public service announcement called my town. My and town. It's this, yeah. And it's this really annoying lady. And she talks about all the things that you can do in, in, in my town. Really? With, so she didn't yeah. she didn't pick up on any of the topics that I would lead her in with? Like she would just drop them? No, yeah, it's completely dropped. It's a totally different oh, it's geez. like a it's an infomercial almost. Well, I'm glad that and you managed to find us. I did. I found it on radio.com app Good. actually. <laughs> what is the Halloween costume I got to watch out for? You say I got to watch out. If my daughter's going to be Wonder Woman for Halloween, and she is. Well, you got to watch out for somebody that uh, dresses up as He-Man and actually looks the part. Oh, yes, that would be a problem. Yeah, that'd be a problem. Yeah, Thank you, buddy. That would be a big problem. Thank you, buddy. That's really, um, that would be a problem. He-Man. How about Mitch in New Jersey? He's a He-Man. Mitch, what's going on, brother? Hey, John, how you doing? Good, buddy. How you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. I hope you uh, get that uh, full-time job there. You want to Yeah, I better, get, I better get it because if I have to sell my body on the streets... Uh, I'm telling you, it's 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 something I don't want to have to do. But if I have to, it's it's going to be what I end up doing. I think I tweeted this. I think the general manager for the Angels is still is still available, still open. So you know, <laughs> yes. just throw your hat in it. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, um, maybe do a do a baseball general manager thing. Yeah, uh, I, I thought Georgia had that game when I heard it was fourteen seven and they were doing well, and they didn't do it. I'm glad Tampa Bay uh, gave Houston the, the the boot. I didn't want any cheaters there. Um, I agree with the salary cap. You, don't uh, you, I don't see you think that's coming, right, though? Because Yankee fans are going to be upset. Yankee fans, Red Sox fans, Dodger fans are going to be upset with it. But they're going to shut down the sport until they get a salary cap. It might be like yeah, the yeah. NBA's where it's more of a soft cap. Or it might be like sure. – or, or it could be like the NFL's, which is more rigid. But whatever they're going to do, they're going to get a salary cap. They're going to get a salary cap. The owners are going to shut it down. And and finally add well, some fiscal sanity to the sport, right? I hope to, hopefully, and maybe oh, I the think it'll happen. The, uh, oh yeah, Dodgers, my Dodgers, yes. they got, they have their backs to the wall, but they got they got to keep their bats 
uh, no way. I think three. You know, I I had I was sitting on the edge of my seat the whole game after the first inning. They can't be like John Elway in early his early years or the Buffalo Bills. When it comes to what really counts, the you know the clinching game, the bats got to show up. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be thirty-three years now. Young Ian Anderson tonight. Appreciate your call, Ian Anderson. He's an impressive young man. Very impressive. Miles joins us from Alabama. Miles, I spent two days in your state this week, and I got to say, we had a great time, but um, I got to tell you, Tuscaloosa was incredible. It was in, Good. The, the, the campus was incredible. The, the little city of Tuscaloosa was incredible. They put their best foot forward, got to tell you. Yeah, we love it. We love it. It was absolutely hey, awesome. Somebody's not putting their first foot forward. You're not on jocks. I turned the radio on this morning, and I was like, what in the world? What do you mean I'm not on jocks this morning? You're not on jocks. If some, if some guy sounds like he smokes three packs a day talking about the NFL, I, fantasy. What? I don't know. What? Yeah. Oh, come on, jocks. You got to fix on. that. We're going wait... to get a petition signed. But yeah. I wanted to talk to you. Yes. You, uh, you said Georgia was the com- most complete team that you saw last week, and quite frankly, I agreed with you. I was worried. Alabama was able to shut them out in the second half and uh, it was run incredible. their offense. What they did, what they did in the second half last night, was a kick to the privates, and Georgia was not wearing a cup. I mean, that is because that was psychologically damaging. Should they meet again in the SEC title game, that was a domination last night. And don't let my anyone question, spin it any my, other way. Yeah, yeah. My my worry now is is the SEC beating up on each other week in and week out. Is anybody going to have anything in the tank left for Clemson? I think they'll be fine. I don't think you have to worry about Alabama being beaten up by anybody. Honestly, I don't. Appreciate your call, buddy. And uh, you, have a, you have a beautiful state there. You got a beautiful state there. Some of the other games I'm looking forward to today is, for one thing, the Ravens playing the Eagles. I just want to see the Ravens just reestablish things as they're expected to go out and dominate this Eagles team with a horrible, shaky offensive line. I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen. And there are other teams that I sort of am looking like, prove it to me. I was high on the Colts before the season. They play the Bengals today. And the Bengals seem to be norm with a rookie quarterback. Joe Burrow, though, I've been very impressed with what he's done. The Colts need to go out. The Colts need to stop messing around. And take care of somebody. Just dominate somebody. We'll see what the Patriots do in a layoff against the Broncos. But in a game where if the Giants lose to the, to the Washington foot, football team today, the Giants are in a true position to maybe be lined up to have one of the most like sort of excruciating decisions that they've ever had to make. You end up with the number one pick. Do you commit to Trevor Lawrence and get rid of Daniel Jones? Or do you try to still convince people we're totally bought in on Daniel Jones? And the Rams and 49ers looks like an ugly, ugly primetime game tonight. 49ers have been so shaky, so injured, so beaten up. But the line being two and a half is very, very intriguing to me. Very intriguing. And we got another Monday night doubleheader with the Bills and the Chiefs and the Cowboys and the Cardinals all on the plate as the uh, NFL Sunday goes on. I will have my 
Well, I'm not going to call them my luscious locks. I called them my putrid picks last week, I believe. Something else. My, my winning percentage is up to 27%. So in other words, let your dog make picks for you before you take any uh, advice from me. I can promise you. Probably be more worthwhile. We're going to go back to Tuscaloosa. Brett Hudson is the Alabama beat writer for Tide Sports and the Tuscaloosa News. I'll ask him about, is college football a two-team race this year? Or does Ohio State start late and finish strong? We'll get to that coming up. Plus, I'll ask Brett if he can find who Caitlin was, our, our tour director the other day in Alabama. She was awesome. This is the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. He's John Kincaid, and this is his show on CBS Sports Radio. Here's John Kincaid. And the Radio.com app and SiriusXM 206. And great local affiliates that carry the show. And this week, I was on this man's home turf. But on a college tour with my daughter and my wife. And Brett Hudson joins us from the Tuscaloosa News, Tidesports.com, covering Alabama sports. Uh, Brett, let me just tell you right off the bat. I've been to into Tuscaloosa for game day a few times, uh, three different times. Never had been there on the ideas that, okay, my daughter may one day decide to go to school there. She loved she loved every bit of that visit to Tuscaloosa. Man, it put its best foot forward, man. It really did. The whole, the whole little city there put its best foot forward. It was awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm a University of Alabama graduate. I have to set all that aside in my, in my current position covering Alabama for, sure. for journalistic integrity. But uh, great journalism school, obviously, uh, wouldn't have produced a, a dope like me otherwise. Um, but no, I mean, it's all joking aside, it's a beautiful campus. It, it really is. And um, uh, it's a it's a shame that the stadium was so empty for for y'all's visit due to the the pandemic. But well, well we were there on for... we were we were there on Monday. We were there Monday for like the um... student tour, so we're going all around. And I'll tell you, there is a young lady named Caitlin who led us around on our tour. And I got to tell you, she is a superstar on that campus. We were totally won over. It was awesome. Alabama just put its best foot forward, which is great. Now, last night they put their best foot forward, too. And they put it right on the throat of Kirby Smart and the dogs in the second half. Tell me what you were thinking about the game at halftime and how much that thought process changed postgame. I thought we were in for for another knockdown drag out with Alabama and Georgia, which is happened the last couple of times they played. They went to overtime in the national championship game, and then it came down to the, the final minute with, with Jalen Hurts leading a, a comeback in that SEC title game a couple of years ago. So when, when the game went to halftime, I thought we were down for uh, another game that would be decided in the final minute. And then, like you said, Alabama just put their foot on Georgia's throat. The, the defense four stops on all five um, possessions of the second half. They forced two punts. They got two interceptions, and Georgia missed a field goal, so they shut out Georgia in the second half. And then Alabama's offense did what Alabama's offense has done for four or five years now. They just put up points in, in bunches, and if you blink, you're done. And the Alabama's defense made Georgia blink. 
And when you when you look at the matchup, is it wrong for me to say that the actual gap between Alabama and Georgia is maybe regressing? Maybe like in the second year of Kirby Smart, they were leading the national championship game in overtime. In the in the third year, Kirby Smart, they lose out with a minute to go in the SEC championship game. I mean, it's like there's. It seems like now the gap may be widening. Am I am I overstating that? Maybe a little. I think last year's team lost a lot, and Georgia's trying to replace that. And and Georgia went to go get two transfer quarterbacks, and neither of them are starting, so they're having to start a, a former walk-on who went the JUCO route and sets them in at the fourth. Who he, he's not a, an awful quarterback, but he's also not someone who's going to contend for for a national championship either. I, I think this is kind of a, a year where where Georgia had a lot of roster turnover and had to figure things out. But but on the whole, I think Georgia is one of probably four-ish teams in the country that can look at Alabama and say, you and I are cut from the same cloth because they recruit at that elite level that Alabama recruits. Georgia has some other issues in their program they have to figure out. They've they got to modernize the offense. They, they can't do this crap anymore. Uh, they, I mean – Alabama had to undergo this similar offensive revolution while Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator at Tuscaloosa. He saw it firsthand, and he still isn't carrying over some of those lessons to his own program at Georgia. And maybe he would have if he had either Jamie Newman or JT Daniels at his disposal. He has such a bit of the fourth, and they're they're doing the best they can with it. I don't know. But uh, I think it's safe to say that Georgia's offense doesn't operate at a level where they can realistically win the national championship right now. At least they're not operating at that level right now because it's not a defensive issue. That that defense is really, really good. If I gave you a over-under four seasons, Nick Saban, head coach, Alabama, you know the man, you watch the man, he's vibrant, he seems fit for it. If I said to you, Nick Saban's going to coach at least four more seasons, do you go over or under that? I'd probably go over. Um, over, but just barely. I mean, he, he had that hip surgery over the off, over last offseason. Um, and, and he said then, I didn't have this hip surgery to, to coach one or two more years. I, I had this hip surgery to, to coach a long time after that. Um, Good. And he's still someone who has the competitive fire that he approaches basically everything in, in life with. And, and as long as he maintains that I think he's going to have football as an outlet for it as long as he as long as he's wired the same way he's been wired basically since birth he's going to continue being involved with uh with Alabama football so I I I still think that's going to be if four years is the number I think he can get there if not a little bit over that Brett, appreciate your time this morning, and uh, congratulations to everybody in Tuscaloosa today. Go enjoy them. By the way, that Taco Mama was a really good spot. I got tipped. <laughs> I got tipped off that. That was a tough. That was a great spot. We had a good time there. It was a lot of fun. I'll send okay. you a food guide next time y'all are in town. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Brett. can sing, hum, or recite almost every TV theme song. And he's actually proud of that. Go figure. Back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. So in other words, there's no figuring me out. 
There's no figuring me out. Gotta love it. Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Appreciate you being a part of the John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, We have some... The Luscious Locks, I've come up with a new name for it this week, Anthony. Uh, This week they will be because I went one and two last week and it actually raised my percentage on the season. So the luscious locks can't be called that till I start to recover a little bit. Well, I'm not. Uh, cha- you're not getting new production out of me. No, that's fine. But I'm calling them this week. I will call them my ludicrous losers, <laughs> and uh, they will come up here in a little bit, just a little bit. But I appreciate you being a part of the show at eight five five two one two four CBS. Before I get to Game Seven of the National League Championship Series, I want to get to Gary in Rocky Top, Tennessee. Gary, what's going on, brother? Hey, good morning, John. First of all, Rocky Top loves your mom. We're thinking about her. So Thank you so much, well buddy. With you and your family. Thank hey, you, uh, I want to make a quick suggestion here. Uh, as far as the playoffs go, you make great points. You know, I mean, there's only two teams that deserve to be in it as things stand out. So let's just have Clemson and Alabama play the best two out of three. Damn it, why the hell not? Oh, I'd love to say. You know what? It'd be better. It would be better quality than anything you'd get otherwise. The, the, yeah, the... And thank, you. thank you for the time, John. Thank you, man. Take care of yourself. I was going to ask you to, to blow the horn for me, Gary. I was going to ask you to blow the horn in the truck. Thinking about that. Anthony, trucking school? If I don't really get any, like if, if I get no bites on a full-time radio job, uh, I'm, I'm expecting I probably will. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, w- what about trucker uh, yeah, school? I, I think you're okay with the radio job. What about I- trucker school? You don't like my you don't like my social media this week either. You were critical no, of me. No, because you're, you're teasing everybody. I mean, you know. Why am I teasing everybody? Because I live in Atlanta. So why would I be teasing everybody by saying, "Well, I I came to Philadelphia." You know and then you why said, I'm, "I will see you soon." And I'm going to be back in Philly soon. Guaranteed. Yeah, we all know there. why. We're gonna we're wondering now there. where you're gonna land. You know. Yeah, but wait a minute. But wait a minute though. Why why do you think I wouldn't land in Atlanta? Nah, I think it's I think it's gonna be Philly. You think so? I think so. So you think I'm going to be landing a job in Philly? I think so. I, I'm pretty confident. You're pretty confident Pretty that? confident, yeah. I, that'd be a big change for me. I think, you, the, I think you could handle it. Plus, the girls aren't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere until Olivia's done high school. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to be all by yourself. Oh, that would kill me. Up in now, Philly. Here, here's the thing. Well, if that happened, if, if something happened like that, that would kill me, by the way. That be that would be a, a big downsell to it. So I don't know where I'm going to end up. We'll find out. We'll find out what happens. You never know. But I think trucker school. I'd be a good looking trucker. I'd be going into those truck stops and maybe to the diner for a, a slice of pie. Isn't that what they used to have on Twin Peaks? You know, a little little slice of pie. By the way, there's a really scary show they're promoting on ABC. What's that? Never, um. David Kelly's doing it, who did Boston Legal. So we're definitely going to give it a shot. It's called Big Sky. And it's a new show coming out in November called Big Sky. And it's about Montana. And it looks like it's about like, it it would remind you of the promos would remind you of Twin Peaks. I have to go back and watch Twin Peaks. You're going to wait a minute. Watch it again. You just watched it. I just didn't watch watch it. it. No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you just watched it again. Well, you watched the new one. I did. We both watched it. Yeah, watched but that that movie. came out. That, that's already like three years old. Like that's what? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, that is. That is a little old. Let me get to my ludicrous losers of the week. 
It's time for JK's Luscious Locks this NFL Sunday. I can't do it, though. I mean, until I have a winning week, I can't go back to calling them Luscious Locks. So for this week, since I'm 4-11 and on the season, I'll call it my ludicrous losers. I will take the Rams minus 2.5 at the San Francisco 49ers. I don't like the Rams tonight that much. I love the Rams. I would open mouth kiss this pick. I love the Rams so much. The Giants are at home. The Giants are atrocious. They're terrible. Thankfully, the football team is coming to town. At least there'll be one of them on the field. Giants minus two and a half. They'll take care of business for their first win. And yes, don't ever bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. Unless you're getting five points at home and you're the Buffalo Bills coming off an embarrassing loss. I'll take the Bills plus five. So my ludicrous losers of the week. This will be a winning week. Rams minus two and a half. Giants minus two and a half. Bills plus five. Those are this week's luscious locks. Everybody take the complete opposite. Oh, man. No, no, I, I, I had one winner last week, so don't say that. Don't say that. By the way, my buddy Zach. Zach Gelb? Zach, no, not, not Zach Gelb. I said my buddy. Uh, Zach Gelb <laughs> is, is, a, is a fine host here on the network. I said my buddy Zach, though. It's my buddy Zach Spears. He says, for the record, I know who Joanna Gaines is. Because he says we have her crap all throughout our house. I mean, Joanna Gaines, she's, have you Googled Joanna Gaines yet? Anthony, yeah, I gave did. you some. Okay, very attractive lady, eh? Yes, she's very, very, and and, and you got to start to watch her show. No, I you probably won't her... do that. Why? You don't? Are you not? Hand... I know you're not handy. How so do you know if to... I'm handy or not? You would have no friggin' idea if I'm handy or not. Considering your dating history, I bet you're quite handy. What's a, what's a, my dating uh, my dating history? <laughs> well, First off, you ruined one chance for me when I came down to Atlanta that time. I can't help it that the woman that was trying to sting you on the Bumble, I knew. And John's like, oh, let her know you're at the game with me. Like, you know, that's going to impress her. I say, hey, I'm at the Braves game with John. I get back oh, to yeah. the hotel, check the messages. She's deleted me. She deleted you, and she probably blocked you. She probably put a blockade up. That's probably what it is. Jeez, I mean, thanks a Jesus. lot. Thanks a I lot. I mean, come on. Come on. All right, here's what. Game seven of the National League Championship Series means tonight. It is a divergent crossroads for two different franchises. For the Dodgers, this is a huge must win. Every game seven's a must win. I get it. But I'm talking about for the franchise. You can't gag in a game seven with a chance to win a National League Championship and go to the World Series. Not when you're the Dodgers. Not when you have every single built-in inherent advantage at your disposal. You can't lose this game. For the Atlanta Braves, it's a must-win, too. Must-win Game 7. But not so fast. Braves have won the division three years in a row. And Anthony, as a Phillies fan here and as a Mets fan there, get used to it. Because they're going nowhere. They've got all that great young talent. And they're not even scratching the surface yet of what they can accomplish. So you see, if the Braves lose game seven tonight, the Braves say, well, three years ago, we won the division. Got swept by the Dodgers in the divisional series. 
last year, won the division, and managed to get it to a game five, won a couple playoff games, still didn't win a series against the Cardinals. This year, win the ridiculous best out of three series, then dominate the uh, National League Division Series and get all the way to a Game 7 in the National League Championship Series. I'm not saying that there's a moral victory in losing, but the Braves organization will have put something on their resume that is incredibly tangible, playoff experience that will help that young franchise moving forward. So, tonight, Dodgers, everything on the line. They can't afford to lose. Because what's going to happen if the Dodgers lose? You don't think that a somewhat of a shakeup is coming? If you don't even get to the World Series again with that roster, with that talent? You know what's coming. It's not a rebuild because they don't have to. They got lots of young talent themselves. But there's going to be a retooling. The Dodgers will not look like this team going forward if they lose tonight. The Braves, on the other hand, if they lose, it'll be painful. But they will know, okay, we got to the NLCS and we played like we belonged. We forced a Game 7. We went toe-to-toe with a team who was supposed to dominate us. But the Dodgers have quite a history. They're supposed to be a franchise that dominates a lot of people. They don't tend to deliver. Today's their chance to deliver. That tonight, I should say, is their chance to deliver. You don't want to miss that. Don't want to miss any of it. Uh, I'm going to get to a closing argument a little bit early. I haven't done closing arguments in a couple weeks, but I'm going to get to one a little bit early today because I want to make my case. You had your say. Now John has his closing arguments here on the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. I had a lot of people giving me ridicule this morning because of the fact of my first four in the world of college football. They tell me I'm copping out. No, I don't think I'm copping out. I think I'm absolutely copping in. Clemson won, Alabama two. And number three, nobody receiving votes. And four, are you freaking kidding me? This is it. This is what it's about. Ohio State has a chance to be penciled in, and they will be there. But give me a break. What we know, Notre Dame does not in any way have a case to say, yeah, we're one of the best teams in the country. They're not. It's not even close. It's not even close. And Georgia again shows Give up 12 points a game. Give up 38 rushing yards a game until you play a legitimate championship-level competitor, and then you can't deliver. They might get another shot in December. Might. Because they could lose to Kentucky. They could lose to Florida. Who knows? After what I saw last night, I know one thing. The SEC has one national championship contender. Just one. And that's the University of Alabama which opens the door for someone else to make their case. Maybe Georgia will get things figured out before December. I don't know. Certainly doesn't feel that way today. And that is my closing argument. But I just want to end with a little comment here. It's been an incredible week. Um, And we always share things and we talk about our lives and we talk, you know, we share a lot of thoughts here. We do a different show 
here on the network than a lot of the other shows. Um, We're proud of that. But so many of you have been so kind over the years with my mom. And my mom joining us on the Mother's Day show is just a a tradition like no other and have a lot of fun with it. My mom now at 91 years old, still feisty, still full of life. But we found out this week that that life is coming to an end. And I must say, it's been emotional, but it has also been really uplifting. And in these kind of situations, when I've heard people talk about them in the past, they always will say, you know, hug your loved ones. You know, uh, if you've still got your mom, give her a big hug and everything. And that's all great and all good. But I got to tell you this. My mom rocks. She took the news that she probably doesn't have a great chance to make it into 2021. She took that news like a, like a rock star. And more importantly, she took it that with a positivity and a confidence that things are going to work out for the better and that she's going to be okay and worried about everybody else in her life than herself. Now, maybe that happens at 91. Maybe you get that kind of wisdom. But I just got to say, I have a hell of a lot to live up to. And I'm hoping to have many, many better conversations with her before she goes. But as I said goodbye to her yesterday before I got on the plane in Philly, and I left her apartment, I said to her, I said, I hate saying goodbye to you, Mom. And she said, we have nothing left to say to each other. Everything that needed to be said and that has been said is enough. It's amazing when our parents, even at like the age of 91, still take care of us. Still keep it cool. And in a joking moment, I said to my mom, and I'll leave you with this. I said to her, you know, mom, you're getting close to that scorecard. What scorecard? You know, St. Peter's going to be there at the pearly gates and he's going to have that scorecard. The good and the bad. And she said to me, I've lived through this last year. If there's a freaking scorecard, <laughs> there better not be. St. Peter, you'd have a lot coming for you. Uh, thank you for uh, being a part of the John Kincaid Show, and thanks for that. I uh, hope you have a great week. I look forward to having you join me next week. It's very cathartic, and it's fun. And I'm still full-time unemployed. So if you're interested, reach out. Have a great week, everybody. Don't miss DA next. He's going to get you fired up here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.